Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> okay, we are recording. We are the voice of the under-25s. I'm currently um, shut myself in the toilet. How on earth do you become a lolliologist? <laughs> the bag with my blood in it. My blood. Our stories what we think the truth and how long have you been sort of on the streets uh, on and off for a year we got told that he was killed in a motorcycle accident if we can't create a ginger army to take over the world then we can at least lobby the government for tax-free sun cream podium.me this is your platform i think the only bit of advice i'd give my younger self would be to stop having so many fights with everyone online uh it yeah it doesn't burns a lot of bridges Hi, I'm Saban and I was lucky enough to interview Tom's Cup. I first watched his videos in 2012. It was randomly recommended by a yoga cast video I was watching at the time. And ever since, I've subscribed to him and I've enjoyed all his content so far. Well, I started making videos online long before YouTube even existed. Uh, so I just kind of naturally transitioned to YouTube. But yeah, I just started making you know stupid videos with my friends at Sixth Form and then um, when I went to uni, I guess I started taking it a little bit more seriously and then started taking it really seriously when I finished uni and moved to London. The reason why I'm such a big fan of his is because he's so honest and he's funny as well. I like his content like as the movie and I especially enjoy his stuff with his comedy sketches. I love animation. I really want to, you know, uh, run, you know, write and direct cartoon shows for a living. You know, that's kind of my end game. So there's so much I want to do. There's so many different projects that, you know, I haven't even started yet that I'd love to you know, spend my life doing. Um, you know, we're still working on Ed's World, uh, which is an animated series I inherited uh, from my friend who passed away. Um, and we have some, we're, 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 right now we're working with 10 different animators um, to put together some episodes, uh, which is which is crazy and, and, and quite stressful. Um, but there's also other things, you know, I want to make more rest of movie content. I want to uh, run my own series, Crash Doom on my channel. I'm just, there's a lot. I like cartoons. They make me happy. And, you know, yet they really make people angry. They really, people get angry about cartoons. You recently worked with BBC Comedy. What was mm -hmm. it like doing five sketches on, in two days? And mm -hmm. would you do it again? Um, working with BBC Comedy was great because we got to learn so much about how you know the, the the industry works and and you know what I learned is there's actually not as that much of a difference really we're just a bit of a smaller scale. Um, making five sketches in two days was an amazing experience and it's really changed the way that I think about doing sketches now. You know I never want to make one sketch on one location again. You know even if they're just you know to be put out six months apart, I'd like to I need to make the most of all locations because time really is money. Um, but yeah, it was just nice working with professionals. Um, it was a really, really cool experience. We just we just wrapped up the edits for all those sketches as well. So uh, we're waiting now for feedback. So ask me again in a week when we've had executive feedback how I've enjoyed working with BBC Comedy. You've worked at the BBC before. I mean, you've done a, a Make It Digital um, uh, program of, on Radio mm. 1. You did your own YouTube, uh, YouTube show on Radio 1. 
like you said, you were really surprised that BBC allowed you to come back again after the one show sketches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a weird thing, you know, that was just like they wanted me to do a section on the one show and they gave me full creative control to make some sketches for them and they said, make some sketches, you know, you can do whatever you want. I was like, no, please give me some guidelines. And they just uh, let me do whatever I wanted. So I did one sketch for the TV and one sketch for their YouTube channel and naturally they they put the YouTube one on TV so it was a really awkward reception, so that was good. good. I'm pretty sure someone got fired uh, for that. That was not a good call on their behalf. Who's your favourite YouTuber and why? And can you describe their work in five words? Um, I guess, you know, they don't really upload anymore, but uh, a YouTube channel called Britannic, um, Britannic.com, they do uh, really good comedy sketches. If I just describe them in one, in five words, um, best comedy sketches ever, many lols. What would you say to young people wanting to become YouTubers and becoming viral? To anyone who kind of just wants to become a YouTuber or wants to go viral, I think you have to be very careful because you need to get into it because you're actually passionate about it because the audiences are very um, observant. They will notice if you are full of it. If you're just trying to get those numbers, uh, if you're just quite insincere, people will notice that and, and they won't respond to it. And they, they, you know, so you need to go into it with your heart in it, doing something you actually care about um, because that will get a lot more attention than you doing something really good that you clearly don't care about. So, you know, go, in, go into it with your heart and you'll hopefully do a little better. Yeah, what do you think of him, certain YouTubers who like causing controversy and all that? Well, you know, I mean, there are YouTubers who are causing controversy in that. And then there's, you know, alleged rapists. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, actually, I mean, I just, I, just uh, before I got in here, I, I was doing a video about responsibility on YouTube. Um, and it's, it's a tricky situation because ultimately there is no governing body or ethical overseer online. And they can do whatever they want. And they should have the right to do whatever they want. But we as a community need to make sure that there are lines that we just don't cross. And I don't know. I mean, like Sam Pepper's shooting his friend prank is, is awful. It's, it's absolutely awful. But, you know, he's done worse. Um, and he should be in jail if, if, if what he's done is true. So I don't really care about him being controversial. I care about him making the world a worse place and being an actual criminal. And he's based in L.A. at the moment, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he got pretty much run out of town. So like a lot of YouTubers, a lot of YouTubers, when everything goes a bit wrong for them here, they move to L.A., where everyone's a little bit more accepting. And what if, uh, let's say, um, this happens, a global body comes into place uh, governing online content and also making YouTubers more responsible for what they produce? I think, you know, that would be quite a scary thing because who is anyone else to really to be a moral authority? I think it's, it should be down to the individual's discretion, but, you know, kind of like how we ha in society have just a basic code of ethics aside from the law, you know, things you just do and don't do. Um, I think that, you know, we should have that online, but that, again, should be a social thing, not so much a, a legal thing. Um, as long as you're not breaking the law, you should be able to do and say whatever you want. That's, that's kind of one of the things that makes the internet great. Um, but I would be very unhappy if there were a governing body of the internet. That would be quite terrifying. And it's, it's almost happened before. Ofcom tried to clamp down on, on British YouTubers and we told them to sod off.
suddenly the government can stop us from doing, you know, prank videos or something? When are they going to stop us doing uh, protest videos or, you know, governmental conspiracy videos or just anything? You know, when, when do they just take things down because they don't like it? Then I threw something heavier at him and asked him which issues that he likes people to know about that isn't being noticed by the mainstream media. I guess the issue that I think is really, really, really important, especially in this modern age, is uh, sex education. Because we, as just a society, you know, have, have, have kind of grown and expanded our minds. And I think it's really important for kids to enter this world because, you know, it's, it's not... We had this weird thing, you know, maybe 50, 60 years back where suddenly kids went from getting jobs and getting married in their teens to now they need to be protected and everything. And, and we kind of started bubbling kid, kids up. And, and, and now, you know, in this generation, when there is so much, uh, there's this bombardment of, of pornography and, and, and just explicit content, that kids need to be given sex education at a young age. They just do, because they're going to see it and the only difference is they're not going to know what they're looking at, and that's going to they're good, and that's going to make them curious either way. So you might as well teach them. You know, it's 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 kind of gross that we have to, but we have to. So yeah, I think sex education is quite a priority that people should be more open about and should be more encouraged by the government and the mainstream media. Talk about your story. Oh, where do I start? Um, maybe what's the question? <laughs> Have you not heard about this? No. Oh, okay, I'll go into it. I just couldn't care less. Don't worry, I completely agree with you. Um, oh, that's actually that's a weird one. What am I going to say? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really judgmental, isn't it? And basically, that pretty much sums it up. Join us, whoever you are. www.podium. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Dot me.